I'm R.J. Bell with the Sports Betting Headlines for Friday. Sharp money cashes New England Patriots and rookie Mac Jones win and cover versus Washington. How good was Mac Jones really? Steelers comeback win. They wrecked the home debut of new coach Sirianni from the Eagles. Pittsburgh also covers with the win. Tonight's big game, Arizona hosts the Cowboys. No Dak, no Dak, but there's nothing to worry about. Arizona, a two-point favor. Here comes a four-hour The Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm RJ live in Las Vegas, live on a Friday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. We got some NFL to recap. Bottom of the hour. We got a bonus boxing best bet. And then about 645 or so, there's going to be another fight. AJ Hoffman and I, he's got one team. I got the other crossfire time. We all know who you're going to bet or be behind, but just wait. It's going to be even more convincing than you might think. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans to know more than their buddies. We're the pro. He's the Joan L.A., Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we can look back on the Field of Dreams game in Iowa, we can also look ahead to a busy weekend in the NFL preseason. What is the Vegas lead here, though, on this Friday? Okay, so the biggest baseball game of the regular season or preseason football. New England Patriots <laughs> and, and Washington. Let's start there. And it was the Patriots getting a 22-13 to win over the Washington football team last night in their preseason debut. But the story from this game, obviously the NFL debut of Mac Jones, the first-round pick of New England. He was 13 of 19 for 87 yards as the, as the Patriots rotated him in and out with Cam Newton at quarterback. Okay, so AJ, with the eye test now, and again, you are a handicapper, you're a sports talk guy, you've got a lot of perspectives. What did you see from Mac Jones? Mac Jones better than I thought he would be. I thought maybe there'd be some some first game jitters, and I thought against Washington's defense, which is is stout, he may struggle a little bit. But he looked confident. He he looked really good, in my opinion. I, I was I, I expected to see. I, I didn't expect him to throw the ball near twenty times either. So I was I was glad to see them get him some real work. And what I did see of him, I was really impressed. Okay, so what elements of his game? exceeded expectation I think he's getting the ball out real quick he's making decisions faster than you would expect a rookie to do in his first preseason game it seems like he knows where he wants to go with the ball and he's getting it out yeah and if you actually look at the time to throw uh, from snap to getting rid of the ball Mac Jones had the quickest by a smidge but the quickest time to throw of all three Patriot quarterbacks you wouldn't expect that from a first start 
rookie, but that's what the narrative has been for Mac Jones is he's quick processing through his reads. And that's something that's hard to quantify except for on the field in college and you see the results. But a lot of these really elite teams, high state, Alabama, oftentimes they don't have to make that many reads. The first guy's open. And uh, that's why, you know, there's some questions with every quarterback, really, except the rare, you know, if you really think about it, who's the sure things? I mean, maybe Trevor Lawrence. I think he's in that category. But before that, Andrew Luck. Before that, I don't John Elway. I mean, Peyton Manning. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I lived through that. There was real conversation about Manning going number two in that draft. Um, I I mean, like, real conversation. So I don't think you can potentially be the number two pick and be an all-timer like that, right? I'm talking prospect. Obviously, Peyton Manning is as a player, but as a prospect coming out. But let's agree it's a rare occurrence. So processing speed for Mac Jones, certainly a, a real strong grade. Jonas, what did you say? Yeah, I thought he was solid. I mean, I think if you're a Patriots fan or the Patriots coaching staff, it's exactly what you wanted to see. They didn't put him in a position to where he was really going to challenge many times downfield. There were a couple of throws downfield, um, but it was really, can he orchestrate the offense? Can he operate our scheme? And I think if you're the Patriots coaching staff or you're a Patriots fan, you got to come away pretty impressed and, and happy about what you saw, but I don't think totally blown away. I agree. Stats not impressive, but there was a drop early on a long yeah. pass that would have, you know, swung those stats. I, I think if you look at the success that the Patriots have had, you know, in over this run, and obviously Tom Brady, no, nobody thinks Mac Jones is going to be Tom Brady, but they've they've done everything they've done with a guy who was more brain than tools and and more of a processor yes. than than an athlete. That's an interesting question, though. Would you agree? Where would you put Brady's arm strength? And then where would you put, you know, throughout his career? And where would you put Brady's shiftiness in the pocket? Yeah, he wasn't going to run the speed option. But his ability to navigate the pocket, you could make the case, is, is top flight. So, but his arm, I mean, Brady had a top, what, eight arm in the league, you'd say? Oh, I wouldn't say that, but I, I, I guess there's not really a way to, to measure it. Well, I never I thought mean, of I him guess as a some big degree arm guy. Well, Jonas, what's your, what's your eye test say? Uh, on Brady, I think a lot of that offense was similar to what we saw last night, to where it was really a lot of underneath stuff. It's why, you know, tight ends, slot receivers seemingly always had the best years. The one year he had Randy Moss, he was unbelievable. I do think he's got a, a great arm, Tom Brady, but I think this is also remnants of what Josh McDaniels wants to do to kind of dink and dunk down the field. And I think Brady was a product of that as well. That was interesting, Jonas, how you answered for about 40 seconds. And then as an aside, you go, oh, yes. And the question you asked RJ, yes, AJ is wrong. And then you continue. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that feels like that maybe should have been the lead. So, Thank AJ, you, Jonas. You, I mean, how does it feel that Jonas is like almost treating you with kid gloves instead of like uh- twisting the knife? Instead of like you treat me, I, I appreciate well, it. From I, Jones. Listen, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want you know what's the old bigotry of low expectations, right? I do not <laughs> want to have low expectations. We are I mean, straight out of he, Vegas. He's he's an MMA fighter. I'm not barking up that tree. Well, I, that's I true too. Uh, you yeah. know that that's the. I agree with you there. Now, what I will say is, if you question, and you can do this during the break, actually, 
if you question Brady's arm strength, look at the last play or so um, against the Giants. The second, so it would have been Randy Moss's year when they yeah. lost that game. Yeah. Is it was like a third, you know, there was like maybe 12 seconds left. I've talked about this play one other time. He draws back and throws literally like 70 yards or 60 yards on a line, and Moss is like three inches from catching it, and he would have ran just down. It would have been the most amazing play in the history of the NFL or the Super Bowl because they would have won the game, and it was just – it got lost to history. But that play, his arms – not only did it show you why he won the Atlanta Super Bowl because even though everyone had given up, he hadn't let's say, or everyone would have given up, but the Patriots didn't in that game. It didn't make a difference because the Giants won, but that same no-quit mentality obviously helped them against Atlanta in an exceptional way. But I think Brady's arm was great. It doesn't change the fact, or is great, doesn't change the fact that the offense for the Patriots doesn't use that arm strength all that much. And thus, Mac Jones, you know, I disagree with Colin today. Right here on FSR. So Collins' takeaway was on the herd that Mac Jones looked good but low ceiling. And then later, Colin was talking about Justin Fields being the only OMG-type talent on the field with a scrimmage Chicago was in. And I think that is almost the exact 180-degree wrong way to look at it because – the ability to throw the ball and, and get people going, wow, when does that ever really matter? I mean, Patrick Mahomes, it's not about that for Patrick Mahomes. It's about the fact that he can make plays off schedule, yes, but he also makes plays exceptionally well, Patrick Mahomes does, on schedule, like exceptionally well. When Aaron Rodgers is at his best, on schedule, and now, Mac Jones might ultimately only be on schedule without the monster plays, and maybe that, you know, off schedule, and maybe that does limit him from being a top seven quarterback. But what I can promise you is that if you have the oh wow, but you don't have the ability to make plays on schedule, you will not make it in the NFL. No, I mean, think of all the big arms. Yeah. I mean, massive arms that don't even start five games because what happens? And I don't want to start naming names, but there's a lot of them. Look at all the fail first round picks. About 70% of them have big arms. Jamarcus and, Russell, legendary monster. arm. Uh, it could, could I, the report was that he could sit on one knee and throw the ball 80 yards. Like, just had an, a, just an, an incredible arm. But, yeah, to your point, he couldn't process the offense. I agree with Colin in the following way. Is if you want to be a top five quarterback, top seven maybe, but let's say top five, you got to have that OMG talent. Okay, so though you can say, did Drew Brees, was he a top five quarterback? And his takeaway was, so maybe that's not even true, but Drew Brees is a rare bird, right? I mean, not many guys that are just around six foot. In fact, no one in NFL history has done what he's done at his size for that length of time with a limited arm. And amazingly, Patrick Mahomes had the best QBR over the last three years, and second is Drew Brees, and it's not even close. Drew Brees is clearly second. And that counts this year when supposedly he should have been half retired is what a lot of people said. So I like it, though, that it's not just the monster arm. If all it took was to succeed in the NFL at quarterback, was to be a javelin thrower, 
Terry Bradshaw was, by the way. Uh, (laughs) That wouldn't be very fun. I like the idea that Drew Brees had a 500 times better career than Jamarcus Russell. Though if you looked at him and said, who are you picking for pickup? Think about that for a second. And then you watch him throw, who are you picking? And then when the game happens, you're picking the small guy. And, and to me, that makes it beautiful, right? Because if it was always going to be the big guy with the big arm, it doesn't leave the rest of us too much to root for, right? It's kind of nice sometimes the lesser athlete has it through the brain or through the effort level or through whatever, right? Maybe it's just the way the synapses fire. It's not intelligence. It's just there's certain ways, you know, counting cards is like that. Have you ever seen anyone count cards, Jonas? No, but I've heard Fez break it down, and it was yeah. way too much, way too complicated for me. Yeah, and and it's really, I mean, if you watch the movie like uh, I think it was called Twenty One, or is uh, it really is a special kind of mind, and like uh, Fez is much better at that kind of thing than me. And then there's okay, it's like speed chess versus regular chess. It's two different games. And in the NFL, it, it is all instantaneous. And some people's brain they can be brilliant people, but they don't I mean look at McKenzie. McKenzie graduated from <laughs> Yale, but if you ask him a question, it takes him four seconds to start a sentence. So what does that tell you? One, he's not going to be an NFL quarterback. <laughs> but two, that's not the sign of intelligence necessarily. It's one sign of intelligence. But I do think in the NFL, it's vital. AJ, last thought on the Patriots. Well, it feels like it feels like the Patriots have that decision to make, that David versus Goliath decision with Cam Newton, who's one of the toolsiest quarterbacks who's, who's ever played in the NFL, and Mac Jones. And right now you have to consider if the Patriots are – the Patriots are not – the Bills are an odds-on favorite to win the AFC East. Are the Patriots in a mode where they should be saying, let's go with the young guy and see what we have here versus the old dog in Cam Newton, who you know his physical skills are eventually going to, to decline to a point of uselessness – do you feel is that, better? Is that going to happen this year? Because, by the way, all of our skills are going to decline to the point of uselessness. I, I don't know, but I do know that they've got Mac Jones for the next five years locked up on a, on a team-friendly deal where they, they got, don't have they that. they got Cam Newton locked up this year on a, a very team-friendly deal. But does it not make sense to see what you've got for the should, future, see if you want to draft better, another quarterback? Shouldn't you pay, play the better quarterback? I don't think in every situation, no. So, so what you're saying is Bill Belichick should play a quarterback – that is going to decrease his chance of winning. Have you met Bill Belichick? I've not. I mean, have you observed him from afar? I, I have observed him from afar. Do you see him giving away edges too often? I do not. I mean, see, to me, this is the thing that separates the guys that do it versus the guys that talk about it. And I'll tell you this, I'm right in some ways in the middle of the guys that talk about it, especially because putting odds on things, quoting odds. I'm not trying to say that's bad, AJ, that you're just talking about it, but I don't think that these, and again, you've been around NFL teams, I mean, like on the ground. I don't think they think like that. I don't think they think, okay, the Dolph or the Bills have a, you know, what is it, a 60, McKenzie, what's the uh, Bills uh, imputed percentage chance to win the East? Minus 150, that's right around 60%. I don't think the Patriots are saying, you know, nearly half or a little bit more than half the time the Bills are going to win this division. We better do something for the future and not worry about who's who's the best player today. 
Plus, Mike Lombardi, friend of the show, has said it time and time again. You know, he worked with Belichick for many years. He said, whoever's going to start is a simple equation for him. Who earned the starting spot? And even if he thought it was smart to do Mac Jones, even though Mac Jones didn't play better, let's say. Let's say Cam Newton was better, but there's reasons to start Mac Jones. I think even if he wanted to, which I don't, that would go against their culture so much. It would hurt. It would it would be such an exception, a contradiction of the Patriot way. I just don't think it's possible. And let's be candid. What's the scenario in five years that you're not going to – or in two years that you're not going to get to know what Mac Jones is? Well, you could also argue that over the, the you know going away from the Patriot way, they haven't drafted a quarterback in the first round since 1993, so they're already but, but, moving but, but, away well, from the Patriot second. way. Do you think it's the Patriot way to draft a quarterback in the first round when you have Tom Brady? No, they did, but no, they don't. But do you have Tom Brady now? And the answer is no. Well, well remember that, well, and they drafted someone in the first round, right? So they had Drew or they had Drew Bledsoe when Belichick shows up there, right? An elite quarterback. They draft Brady in the sixth. Brady becomes an all-timer. They don't draft a quarterback in the first, though they do in the second with Garoppolo. And they keep replenishing those quarterbacks. Some of those guys, I think, went to Houston, if I recall, after. And then finally, Brady leaves. They don't force a quarterback last year. And they take the quarterback, the the first-round pick. It seems like, in general, they filled the spot when they needed to, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, to me... I do think the one takeaway we can agree on, and and hopefully, is the NFL guys don't think about things like 60%, what's the point, right? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Any closing thoughts, Jones? Yeah, I just, this will be interesting to watch because I do think Belichick has a true appreciation for Cam Newton. I think he's a big fan of Cam Newton based on what he went through last year. Uh, Not the most ideal situation for the Patriots heading into the season. I still think Cam's the favorite to to be the starting quarterback, but I, I do think based on last night that there's a real opportunity that Mac Jones could win this job by the time the season starts. So here's what I'll say. I agree with you that from what I hear and read, Belichick and the whole Patriot organization really respects Cam's leadership, yeah, uh, the, the, his work ethic. And again, that does go counter to a lot of you know narratives when he was at Carolina. So I don't know if that was BS. I don't know if he evolved. Who knows? But they kind of pride themselves in New England that when you are no longer the guy – you you know you fall on your sword and maybe you go play somewhere else maybe you don't so I don't I don't get any sense that maybe the tiebreaker goes to Cam and you don't want the rookie to be full of himself but in general I think if Cam's not the best quarterback at any given time he will not start do you agree with that yeah no I agree yeah, yeah. and and my last observation and maybe the most important one I think about uh, or at least one of the most important when it comes to Mac Jones. It was how ambitious the Patriots were in the various game states that they tried to replicate almost, where they went no huddle, they you know threw the ball long, threw the ball short. I mean, it really felt like, and let me ask you, AJ, last question, it felt like there was uh, the handcuffs were off. And since this is the first game, there wasn't any handcuffs, I guess. But it really felt like for a rookie quarterback, the amount of scenarios they presented Mac Jones with – it was it not only did he do pretty well with them, the fact that the Patriot 
coaching staff thought he was ready for them is a very encouraging sign for Mac Jones, at least when it comes to his progress. It is, and as, as a guy who we didn't expect to come in and have a rocket arm or be a dual-threat guy, it was going to be really important to see how quickly he could process information, how quickly he could pick up scheme, and that tells me that Mac Jones is doing just that at a good pace there in New England. A smart couple of guys I know really were impressed with what Belichick gave them, and they said, boy, this really increases the chance we see Mac Jones early in the season. Okay, when we come back, game number two, Steelers over the Eagles. They cover Haskins, though. Who is going to replace Big Ben next year, most likely? What did we see yesterday? He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with out of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments from now, we will continue to take a closer look at some of the early action in the NFL preseason. Yeah, and we got a boxing best bet coming up in just a few minutes. Showtime, free. T- well, I guess Showtime's not free, but it's not pay-per-view, so it's even more accessible. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Your audience has doubled in the last year plus. That's because of you spreading the word. Thank you. And we'll keep returning the favor with profitable and thought-provoking shows. On the weekend, it's a great time to catch up on podcasts. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas on your favorite player and catch up in anything you missed this week here in Vegas on the Strip. 102 degrees, the neon is pumping. So, RJ, we talked about the Patriots win over Washington in their preseason, and we also talked about the debut of Mac Jones. The Pittsburgh Steelers were on the winning side of things. 24-16, a final over the Philadelphia Eagles, and the story for Pittsburgh was the performance of one Dwayne Haskins. Yes, stat line good. A.J. Hoffman, what did you say? I was impressed by him, and I didn't expect to be impressed by Dwayne Haskins. So uh, it, it looked really good, and he he basically he made them look a lot different than they looked uh, against Dallas a couple weeks ago. That was a, that was an impressive showing, I thought. Yeah, yeah, but they covered though, didn't they? Against Dallas, yeah, the first half. Oh, yeah, they did cover the first. No, they did not cover the first half. <laughs> oh, they covered okay. everything but the first half. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I beat him on that bet, and I forget which way it went. But I still have the 100 in my pocket. That, you still that, do. That's the beauty of it. What I saw and what I feel is, is – well, I guess it's not what I saw as much as if I look at the big picture on Haskins. What do we know about him? We know that Snyder – for whatever reason, wanted him with Washington. And that I think he went 15, and a lot of people thought maybe a little high, a little early for him. But then what we saw was, was it on the field was a big problem? Maybe, but the much bigger problem was off the field. The Steelers aren't going to put up with the off the field stuff. I mean, Mike Tomlin should be getting some Hall of Fame votes already with Antonio Brown, what we now know. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, what we now know. I mean, the fact that they were on the, the that Steelers team and we didn't know what we know now, salute to Mike Tomlin as a Steelers fan for sure. Haskins is not going to get any rope, any leeway with shenanigans. So let's assume that he understands this might be his last chance and he doesn't fall prey to the shenanigans. 
what do we really know about his physical tools? We know he didn't come in and tear up the league, but Lordy B, they changed coaches between his first and second year. He hardly got a chance his second year. They fired the coaches the year before for a reason. I think it was a real – of all the first – I mean, Sam Darnold we know 50,000 times more about than we know about Haskins. It doesn't mean that Haskins is going to be good, but the negative evidence with Haskins is much less substantial if we assume he's not going to be messing around or shenanigans off the field. If that happens, he's gone. All right, fine. But if it doesn't, what's left, I think, there's a lot of uncertainty, which means that what looked bad could be pretty good. Jonas, what do you think? Yeah, I think there's a ton of upside. And you mentioned the revolving door of coaches in Washington. I mean, through his first nine starts, he had three different coaches. Cool. I mean, the, the, How is that so, even possible? It's because Jay Gruden was was canned, and then they brought in Bill Callahan, okay. and then they made the switch to Ron Rivera after the season. So, you know, that much turnover in, in any business, let alone the NFL in one position, is a lot to ask for. But it is the off-the-field stuff. You know, his, you know, he missed the final play of a game because he was taken a, a selfie with a fan case Keenum had to come in and take the kneel down there's just some immaturity there and it was Urban Meyer who said it on Fox Sports Radio I think he was on with Colin Cowherd and, and he pointed out that he felt like Dwayne needed another year like maybe he came out a year too soon he, he cited some immaturity there um, I, everything that I've heard is that he's a good dude like no real bad character issues just immaturity has been a problem and I think now maybe he's starting to realize not only does it not fly in Pittsburgh, but if I continue to go down this road, this is my last chance to really be a starter in this league. No doubt about it. He should have been mature before now. But you know what? How old is he now? We're acting like he's a grizzled veteran on his last chance. What is he, 23? He's 24 years old. Yeah. So... What I'm saying is, I think about myself at 24. I was making a few mistakes. I can't lie. Uh, I still make a few, but a few less now, I hope. But these guys, you know, so these wide receivers are done at 28. And it's like, if only they had grown up in time. It's like, geez. It, and, and the funny thing is you could say, well, RJ, they have it so easy. But that's kind of the point. Since they are catered to from a very young age, typically, these great athletes, they don't ever have a, a comeuppance. Or typically, you know, it's, it's Friday Night Lights, like the original uh, book version where they're out running wild and why because they got away with it right the what were the cops going to do in town they're going to look the other way even the movie friday night lights when uh he goes my boy's too much for you and it's like that is not a joke i mean football players that got caught drinking beer or whatever you think they're going to jail no they're getting dropped off at the house most of the time in small towns and now all of us or, or you know in bigger cities I guess it matters what neighborhood, if you're known in that neighborhood. But the idea that these guys are going to be hyper mature, it, it, it feels counterintuitive to me. I think it's the other way. They're going to be less mature until they face consequences. And then the question is, what do they do from there? We'll see with Haskins. But I do think there's an upside. We are straight out of Vegas. Shifting gears, same game. We got... Hurts, AJ, with the Eagles. You were not impressed. I was not. And then I, you, you mentioned in the pre-production the drops, and that could have had something to do with my overall feel for him. I, I, he just didn't look comfortable. We talked about Mac Jones and how comfortable he looked and how poised he looked. It just felt like Jalen Hurts 
did not look that way. He felt like he was clunky. You know what's funny? I should just pipe down in pre-production because if 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 I say a counterpoint to you and you're going to all of a sudden squash your point, that doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? Stay strong that you think Hurts was horrible. I, I was not impressed with him, but I mean, well, are you, you crazy? Did, make a good did you po- see the two drops? Okay, yeah, no, I didn't. I, you know, I, I didn't see those drops. I only saw the ones that we missed all together. Jonas, break the tie. I mean, I'm still sort of up in the air on Hertz, to be honest with you. I, I do like that he's developed into this. You've seen for sure growth from Alabama. I think the time he spent with Lincoln Riley really did him well, and I think it's part of the reason why he was drafted as high as he was. I, I I'm, I'm hoping that it works out with Jalen Hurts. I just don't know that that's the situation that's gonna maybe bring the best out of him uh, I'm hoping it I'm hoping I'm wrong because I like him as a person I like him as a player the situation being what uh, just, on the Eagles if Philadelphia feels like they're as close to a rebuild as you can possibly be without acknowledging it's a rebuild no I, I mean, think it's a rebuild yeah but but they've been really from people in and around Philadelphia the front office really doesn't like to use the term rebuild they want to stay as far away from that as possible but they're a shell of the Super Bowl team they were a year ago they've got a brand new head coach that's there I just I don't know that this is going to be the environment to where he's going to have his most success and there were a couple of drops last night so I still need to see more throughout the preseason what impressed the heck out of me was I was looking at the stats last season so he Hurts played four games and didn't even play the full fourth game right and he had 350 yards rushing so just assume even 16 games you multiply that by four you're looking at 1,400 yards rushing? Yeah. I mean, what I'm saying is it's amazing. Is, is, but now the question becomes, other than Lamar Jackson, what quarterback has ever completed like 52% of his passes, which is what Hurts did last year? And it's not saying he can't improve his passing. But the theory is running the ball can heighten your basement. Yeah. It can make it where your basement – isn't as low because no matter what you can run and it's not sustainable over years and years in theory, but it can help you as you're learning to quarterback in the NFL. The question is, is he learning the quarterback? I'm skeptical, but I think it makes a ton of sense for the Eagles to take a flyer. They, they made the second round pick. Even if it's a one in seven chance that he's going to be a good NFL starter, even an average NFL starter, take the one in seven chance. If you have a bad year, now you know you don't have, you maybe have a backup with him. And then you probably are in position to pick a quarterback and you got some draft capital if you need to trade up. So in general, I like this. I just am not hugely optimistic with Hurts. AJ, last word on the game. Well, I, I want to mention that you, you said in four games he had 354 yards, and if you multiply that times four, you're going to up to 1,400. You're also taking those nine fumbles he had in four games and multiplying that by four, and 36 fumbles <laughs> in, a, in a season, that ain't going to cut it either. So the guy's got to learn to take care of the ball if he's going to run. Uh, I, I feel like the Eagles being in the NFC East in a division where it seems wide open. Wide if open? They were to go, what are you if talking they were to about? Go out, I mean, the division got won by. I mean, there was two games separating well, first and last. We're not place going last back. Year, in a, there's not a time machine going back to last season, is there? Is there any reason to feel like it won't be similar? Well, look at the Mackenzie. What are the NFC East odds? Cowboys are the favorite, plus one forty. Your Washington two thirty. Giants are four to one. Eagles six to one. 
that seems like the opposite of wide open. It seems like there's a clear favor, a clear number two, and two also rans. And how good do you feel about that clear favor? We've talked about that for the last week. Dak well, I, Prescott, I, how are you feeling? I, I put thousands of dollars on Washington plus 350. <laughs> okay. I know, I'm that my, good. I my mean, point is, I, I guess if you, what I'm saying if you is, pulled Dak the, from the equation, what quarterback is there that you feel like, oh, man, this guy's you, a lock? You heard about my aunt and my uncle and the, right? You following? If, if, <laughs> is, like, if what? If Dak doesn't play, then it's wide open. But the Eagles already have won at least one, if not two, like kind of crappy division crowns in which that no, doesn't make the fans happy, doesn't make the team happy. I mean, it was just two years ago they did that, right? So what are they going to fight for is the idea of getting knocked out in the first round? I mean, this no. is a team that won the Super Bowl three years ago. Right, and if they were to go out and trade for a quarterback, would you not say that? They, I mean, if if they got if they a wanted guy a like quarterback, Watson, they would have taken the quarterback. At, at, what were they at? Um, they were at. Well, I guess they were at uh, six, right? They were. I'm at not six. talking about a rookie. I'm talking about a now quarterback. I'm, I'm talking. They, they're the team mentioned most with Deshaun Watson talk. Do you, if they were to go out and get Deshaun Watson, but how do you got, feel about the Eagles' chances? Well, considering what's the chance of Watson playing this year? I don't know. He hasn't been suspended. He's not on the uh, he's not on the exempt list yet. Well, if would you bet me even money that he's going to play? Absolutely not. Okay, so you think it's less than fifty percent? Yeah. So if they do trade for him, it's prob- the trade is more about uh, the future than it is this year. I think. All right, all right. Uh, Listen, we're going to have enough time to talk about this. <laughs> you love Philly, apparently. I don't even know what you're. <laughs> I, I guess what you're saying here is. It's wide open, so they shouldn't give Hurts a chance. Then th- th- you think the second-round pick was horrible. Well, I think it was a horrible pick on him in the second round, yeah. Mm. I think you've a- got the worst starting quarterback in the league, in my opinion. A.J. Hoffman, he will come by your job and critique it for $100. So <laughs> just tweet him. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Final break. We got a huge last segment. A quick boxing best bet. And I have a best bet in the preseason, and AJ does. It's in the same game, and they're playing each other. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of eight. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. And RJ, we have some best bets as we head into the weekend. And we start in the world of boxing with A.J. Hoffman. Mr. AJ. Uh, Rigondeaux Casamero on Showtime. My best bet, they go the distance. Casamero's been knocking out lesser fighters. Rigondeaux's very hard to hit. I think you're going to have a real good chance of seeing this one go the distance, RJ. Rigondeaux Casamero, plus 130, going the distance. All right, so it's the fighter, and it has to go the distance. And short handicap there, he likes it. It's on Showtime. You can get his full handicap on Twitter. We're short on time. It's at AJ is the real. AJ is the real. Jonas. 
And uh, RJ, we've now got time for a crossfire between Ooh. you and AJ, <laughs> and it involves the debut of Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers as they will be hosting the Houston Texans. And let's be clear about something. Mackenzie Rivers, cousin of Kyle Shanahan, loves this game too. So let's make sure that both of them are lined up to get taken down by me. Go ahead, AJ. Yeah, I, I'm going to be on the Packers here, minus three. No, you have I a best bet on the Packers. You're on it. Stand proud, baby. Best, best bet. bet on the Packers, minus three. The Texans were trying to kick the media out of their practices like it's the regular season. The, the NFL had to come back and say, uh, no, you're not allowed to do that, dummies. <laughs> this, this is a horribly run franchise. They have no idea what they're doing. I don't expect that to, to translate to the field. Without Watson, this is the worst roster in the NFL. And now the only good player on their team besides Deshaun is on the COVID list. So their left tackle and their starting right tackle, both on the COVID list. I don't see anything positive for these Texans going in. I don't think we'll see much of Tyrod, which means we've got Jeff Driscoll and Davis Mills. I I like the Packers minus three for a a Packers team that wants to go out and make an impression uh, after all their offseason drama. Oh, man, is that square? Of course it is. Dog. Okay. So how would your handicap have been different if this was the regular season? Meaning it sounds like you're talking about like Deshaun Watson and none of this matters. The question is how are the 22nd through 50th or, or I guess 70th players. And I would make the case and I like to bring Jonas in as an impartial decider. Who would you say has done the most at the bottom of the roster Jonas where when Houston came in with the Patriots, uh, you know, fellows that were longtime Belichick, you know, that's another question, AJ. You, you're calling someone that worked for Bill Belichick as his right-hand man operationally a dum-dum? For, yes. You worked for him, like, what, 14 years or something? Yeah. Okay, so Belichick <laughs> it, 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 had Josh had McDaniels worked for him for a long time. Matt you don't Patricia think Josh McDaniels is, is one of the best offensive coordinators in football? It doesn't mean that he can go do the big boy job by himself. And that's okay, what Nick Casario is trying to do. He's not dumb. He's Matt, not Matt Patricia's dumb. dumb. The rocket scientist is dumb? <laughs> All right. I will admit the laminate and the pencil is a little dumb. But, Jonas, would you, wouldn't you agree that Houston made more moves with their second and third teamers than any team you've seen? Yeah, they made – I just recall them making a like bunch 20. of – twenty. Yeah, there was a bunch of little moves that they made. And, and also, you know, it seemed like they added, you know, three or four different quarterbacks this offseason, maybe because they understood what was happening with Deshaun Watson. But, yeah, they've made a bunch of little moves for sure. And to me, that's exactly what – what's that fellow's name? I'm forgetting the GM. Nick Casario. Nick Casario. Oh, Casario, it was renowned in New England for coming in and doing that kind of stuff, tinkering with the second-string cornerback. That is what matters in the preseason. Those are the players that play. And who's more motivated than anyone to have a good start? It's Houston. They want to change this narrative. Green Bay, they're protecting Jordan Love. They want him to do well, but they're not, they'd are not. much rather lose this game 17-10 than have Jordan Love throw three picks. I think that Jordan Love doesn't play a ton. If he does, it's going to be super conservative. It won't be optimal. And I think Houston's looking – this is almost like their Super Bowl. And how many games are even favored over two and a half? We're getting three. So this is one of the biggest underdogs of the preseason. And it's the team that's better in the preseason 
that's more motivated. This might be my best preseason bet of the year. I'm taking the Texans plus three. AJ has the Green Bay Packers without Aaron Rodgers minus three. We'll see who's right. Are you if pushing you miss- the button? <laughs> I, oh, push the button, baby. There it is. All right, so it's official. And if you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas as we take a look back at the NFL preseason action from Thursday night and a look ahead to this weekend, including multiple best bets. We are Straight Out of Vegas. We're back on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. And as always, you can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. Straight Out of Vegas! 